With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is up? It is Sunday, where I'm recording from. I'm Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is time for another possibly thrilling, hopefully compelling episode of Tales from 2 a.m. And if you don't know, Tales from 2 a.m. doesn't mean that it's 2 in the morning when I'm doing this. No, I'm recording this on a Sunday morning in Maryland. But you know what? If you don't know what 2 a.m. is all about, 2 a.m. is more of a state of mind. They used to call me Mr. 2 a.m. I think they still call me Mr. 2 a.m. I've got a million nicknames now. It's uh, I can't even possibly begin to count how many nicknames that I have. But Tales from 2 a.m. is basically not the show, but the nickname is from my younger days. And, you know, you get rowdy after 2 a.m., around 2 a.m. So that's kind of what it is. But when we put this show together last year, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and myself, we talked about just telling Steelers stories and getting to the lighter side of your fandom and the Pittsburgh Steelers, how you got into it, what's most important to you. You know, so that's kind of what we talk about on Tales from 2 a.m. And it's a lot of fun. It's great to see some, some great friends of the show whether uh, they're old or new, Jared Devil and Matt Stofko, uh, Bert Tavares, Aloha from Maui. Is that right? Aloha? Okay. If, I hope I have the right hand up. James Bradshaw coming in from Ohio. Captain Underpants. Jalala. What's up, bad? I appreciate it. Um, oh, this is, um, man, I got I to gotta bring this up. And I'm going to bring this up because this has a lot to do with what we're talking about in our show in a different way. And it's about legacies, families. And I know I talk about the lighter side of the Steelers, but I, I want to talk about more of the heart of the Steelers. And we're going to be talking about that today. So let me bring this up. Captain Underpants says, everybody, please keep my dad in your thoughts and prayers. He was in a motorcycle accident and needs surgery on his leg, headed to Sinai to be with him. Blessings and prayers to you, Captain Underpants. Um, I hope everything's all right with your dad. We will be thinking of you, your family, your father, and the surgeons that are going to be taking care of your father. Um, hopefully a speedy and quick recovery. Um, but definitely we will be keeping him in our thoughts and prayers. And so that has a lot to do with what I want to talk about this week. And I had no idea that that was coming, but we got, we got some sad news in Steeler nation a couple times this week. And the first one that I want to talk about is the brother of Stefan to it. Stefan to brother passed away on, I believe it was either Thursday or Friday. We got the news and he was in a, hit and run accident in Georgia. Um, so I, I do not know all of the details 
of what happened, whether I don't even know if they uh, they found the assailant as of yet, but that really affected the Steelers. That affected Stefan Tuit and his family. Um, it, it, it's absolutely, when you think about that, that is so terrible. You have a 23-year-old man here. Richard Bartlett III is Stefan Tuitt's brother. He's 23. Um, he was struck after stopping along the side of a busy stretch of road to help his girlfriend secure a mattress to the roof of the car. Police say that the driver of the hit-and-run vehicle fled the scene of the fatal accident, but not before turning their car around to see what they had hit. Um, so it's just one of those things could happen in a blink of an eye. And as we're seeing with Captain Underpants's father getting into, um, he was in a motorcycle accident and we're hoping that, uh, that he is better, but that happens in a blink of an eye and you never know when that's going to occur. So I had the opportunity to meet Stefan to a couple years ago. Um, phenomenal guy, <laughs> wonderful guy. And I was wearing a 91 Jersey and, and he loved it. And you, you could tell that he's, he's one of those people that, uh, you know, he's rough and tough on the field, big teddy bear off of the field, just a good, good guy. And I loved you know, the, uh, 60 seconds that I got a chance to talk to him about three years ago. Like I said, it, it was great. And I feel so bad for him right now because losing a family member in that way, I know I, gosh, I lost my grandmother to a car accident and that was my gosh, that was 27 years ago now. And it just, you just get that call and you get that call and everything changes. So why I'm bringing this up, I had plans on bringing this up anyways today, because that's why the title of the show is sometimes Steeler legacies are bigger than wins and losses. And why I brought that up is because of two things. And I'm going to talk, we're going to talk more about the uh, second subject, which is Tunch Elkin. And we'll be talking about uh, him stepping down from the broadcast booth and retirement from broadcasting. But I want to continue on with Stefan to it. When we get into the season, we look at these players as pawns, a lot of them as pawns for our entertainment. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's very important to know that the humanity and the hearts that are behind the face mask, behind the shoulder pads, behind the uniform, behind the hypocycloids, behind those digits. And there are people just like you and I. Now, they're not just like you and I in the fact that they are on display at their job every single day. They do not have a private life because of the profession that they chose and are involved in. And I get that. But what, we what we've got to remember, I don't care how many sacks 
Stefan too, it gets next year. He did well with, in the sack department last year. He was doing great two years ago. But I don't care if I'm going to, if it's going to be a detriment to the player. We look at a guy like, let me bring up a Terrell Edmonds. This guy has been labeled a bust before he even stepped on the football field. He actually plays very good football. He's a very good player. He is not the superstar that Minka Fitzpatrick is. A lot of people will talk about how he's a bum, how he's a bust, how uh, when he wasn't tendered people, his fifth-year option, people were happy. I wasn't because you want all those draft picks to do well. But you also have to remember of the human being behind it. So that's that's the thing to me. And so when I say that I don't care about Stefan Tuitt's stats next year, I care about his stats, sure. I want him to do great. But he's a member of the Steelers family. And to me, when you're a member of the Steelers family, that's what counts. And legacies are more the human being, the human side, to me is so much more than what's behind the numbers. And I'm not talking about the numbers on the jersey. I'm talking about the numbers that they put up. So I know this is this is something that uh, we can look at every single player on the team. We're, there's going to be more that we're going to love more than others. There's going to be more that are more exuberant, that are better on the field. But I don't like to use the word bum on any player because if you get to that level, you you have excelled at your field. You've done what most other people's cannot do. Did I just say people's? <laughs> what other people cannot do. And that's fantastic. I'm in a job here with this that if I say something stupid, yeah, you guys are going to bring it up. If I say something uh, funny, you're going to bring that up too. If I say something um, about my personal life, you guys are going to support me. And I've noticed that. I noticed there's going to be haters everywhere. There's going to be more people that love you than hate you. If you give them your heart, and I'm talking about the players, I'm even talking about what I do here. There's going to be more people that that are going to pull for me. And I brought up a lot of personal ins instances on the show in the past, and people have supported me through it. Now, when I say something completely dumb by mistake, like when I call the Steelers coach Bill Tomlin, <laughs> you know, when I do that, you guys are going to, you guys carte blanche to bust on me. <laughs> you know, that's fine. When I call it the touchdown zone, that's a, that's going to end up being a t-shirt someday. You know, that's a, that's something that I'm laughing with you. But once again, there's what happens in the players' personal lives, triumphs and tribulations, 100% support. And I, I think that's that's huge. Now, there has been so much support for Stefan Tuitt in this situation. But 
when you see a player struggling and Stefan too, it's not struggling, but if you have a player that has been struggling, is there something more behind it that's going on behind the scenes that we have no clue about? That's always a possibility too. You know, that's, that's, we don't know guys. You don't know what's going on in my life. When I turn off the microphone, <laughs> some of the time you do, cause I tell you almost everything, but, there's, I have some major concerns, family concerns right now that scare me right now. Um, they're get, we're trying to get them taken care of, but that's what I want to talk about with, with the players. And we, we share the triumphs, man, when they hold up that Super Bowl trophy, and we've only seen it six times and there's been 55 Super Bowls, but we've seen it six times. And no one's done it seven. You know, no, but nobody's done it seven at all. Patriots have done it six times. We've done it six times. And when I say we, I know I'm not suiting up for the Steelers, but when we, when we say we, we say the fact that one of the best teams in history and everybody knows it and we know it. And when other, when fans from other cities hate the Steelers, you know what? I love it. I was in a situation yesterday. I, a lot of people know that I'm a scout master for a Boy Scout troop. And we were playing a game called Gaga Ball. And I don't know if you know what Gaga Ball is. If you actually look it up, it's actually a really cool game. And I think it was born out of the fact that... Uh, it's kind of like dodgeball, but it's not because you're not whipping the ball at people's heads and bodies. And and I love dodgeball. It's what was one of my favorite games. But Gaga Ball is you're in a pit. It's like an octagon, if I'm not mistaken. And you have to roll the ball. You can roll really fast at people's legs and you can get them out. There's a chance to get back in. It's really cool. And one of my scouts, he... He was uh, he was dominating, and we were against other troops. So it wasn't just my troop. There was about people from so many different troops. And you kind of play like a team. You have each other's back when you're on the same troop. And it's like Survivor, too. You, if you're small and you're like one or two there, you try to form alliances with other small ones. And... So there got to a point where where some of us were getting some of our guys were getting out early and Nick was remaining and Nick kept on getting to the final five, the final three. And there's one point that it was four against one, and he survived and won the match. Amazing. But he was getting frustrated. And the reason he was getting frustrated because there's a rule in the game that if you throw the ball out out of bounds. So, you know, kind of like hockey, if you hit the puck out of bounds in a certain way, it's a delay of game. So if you throw it outside of the octagon, you're eliminated. But the players that are eliminated beforehand can get back in if they, they're on the wall of the octagon and they can try to roll in a hit. And if they get somebody out, they get to come back in and that person gets eliminated. So they're in play. It's like lumberjacks, in a way, in when I say lumberjacks in the WWE. So 
what I'm saying is the ball was flying out and Nick hit it out and he would have been eliminated and somebody hits it back in one it's instinct because they're trying to get back in the game and they hit it back in and they saved them inadvertently and people were mad at the teammates of that other person were mad at him like come on you saved Nick why would he save Nick you screwed up and yeah and so Nick was like comes up to me and says man this isn't even fun they're gunning for me they want me out. I'm like, yeah, they want you out. What does that, what does that tell you? And he, he said, I, I don't know. I said, man, it tells you that you're a threat to them. And that's nothing but respect. It's not that they don't like you. You guys could be friends after the game. You could be friends now, but the fact that they want to get you out doesn't mean anything but the fact that they view you as a person of power in this game. And if they can eliminate you, then they're going to win. And when we're playing this game, that's, that's what it's about. Gosh, we see players hug and embrace. We see Steelers and Ravens hugging and embracing after the game. Yeah. Cause they're friends outside of it on the field of battle. They're not, it's all out. It's, you know, it's winning is everything when you're in, in the heat of battle. As long as you do it, you know, you know what I mean? Play fairly. I get that. Um, but what I'm what I was trying to tell him is, man, it's not that they don't like you. I would wear that as a badge of honor if they are tr are going after you and targeting you. Because that means you're keeping them from winning. So as Steeler fans, it's great when when everybody hates the Steelers because I love it. That means that there's a lot of respect that goes into the fact that other fan bases can't stand you. And we've talked about that before. So I, I tried to let him know that. And man, I don't even know what point I'm making at this point, but... Where, what it all comes down to is, for me, it is becoming less about the wins and losses. Now, trust me, you're going to hear me in the in season talking, man, man, if they would have just done this and be disappointed in, in a, a player that screwed up. Yeah, there's it's okay to be disappointed. But at the end of the day, you realize that, hey, they're a part of the family. They probably feel just as bad about that screw up. And we're going to root for them as people. Because so when you root for them as people, what happens? When the pe when the person, when the individual person is thriving, they do better at their job. So, like I said, there's gonna be haters everywhere. But when you embrace the player altogether. And they're wearing this right here. When this is on their chest, and we're wearing this as fans. Hey, I'm not a player. I get it. I'm not, but I'm still wearing this jersey because it's support. But when they're wearing this, then that means we're all in it for one thing. I'm wearing a Juju jersey today. And a lot of people are going to be down on Juju. He could not... 
he might never dance on a logo for the rest of his career, and I don't think he's going to. Learn from that mistake. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Some people are going to think that it matters on the field. Other people say, no, it doesn't. A lot of people are going to think, well, he needs to quit thinking about the outside interests, thinking about his brand and all of that. He's building something for outside of football, you know? So I support that. When it gets in the way of the game, that's what I'm going to criticize. It got in the way of the season towards the end of last year, and I criticized it. He also quit doing it. So we've talked about trash talk on the show before, and you know Chase and Juju have been doing some trash talking against the Browns as of late, and the Browns will say, hey, yeah, we've got scoreboard, and, and sure, they do. And that's... That's the, uh, that's the thing about that. But, man, we loved Joey Porter when he was trash-talking. We loved Jack Lambert when he was trash-talking. Guess what? They were winning titles at the time. Joey Porter wasn't always winning titles. But when it turned into title at the end, it was kind of okay. Thaddeus says, anyone see how many views he was getting each week on those dances? Yeah, he was getting a lot of views. And I have no problem with him getting views. And I was talking about this on on one of our shows the other day when Antonio Brown did those Facebook lives. I loved it. Then it got in, in the way of the game because it kind of went a little too far. Sometimes you've got to rein it back in and that's really cool, but I'm not going to begrudge Juju for anything for what he does on the football field, because when he's on the football field, he plays with a, a lot of heart and soul. He plays probably the work ethic is incredible. Tony Brown's workout was was working. Excuse me, work ethic was absolutely incredible as well. So that's what I'm talking about here. There's something more to me now. As I get older, it's just about it's about the person and not the uniform they're wearing. And when I say that, Bud Dupree, I'm gonna love you forever. Just stay classy. And and the way he left was very classy. Alejandro Villanueva, don't love everything that you said on the way out, but I get it. I understand. That's your feelings, and I get it. But number 78, Big Al, is always going to be remembered as a Steeler. He could play with the Ravens. They could win a Super Bowl with the Ravens. He's always going to be known as a Steeler. That's... That's that. For me, as long as you're a part of the family, that's all that matters. So we're going to talk about, to me, the most important thing, and it's legacies and the man behind that legacy. We're going to be talking about Tunch Elkin when we come back. That, this is, uh, this is a story that has been absolutely gut-wrenching to me. And... I can't wait to just uh, celebrate the man that is Tunchelkin and wish him the best in his ordeal that he's going through. And we're going to talk about that right after this on Tales from 2 a.m. Stick around. 